Hi, this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been searching for. First of all, I want to welcome to my new listeners and to my loyal listeners. I hope that I'm creating content that is still good for you, that you can follow, that you can feel that you're not alone, that you're validated. And if you don't already do so, please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. I want to start off by saying that I feel like I'm in a studio today. I do this from home because this is take four for this podcast. I didn't like the first one, how it came out, and then I was charging my phone and doing that made a weird noise during the podcast. And the, the, the one I just recorded before this came out so good. Like, I love the way it sounded as far as content. So, <laughs> take four, four times the charm, I hope. Okay, so what is today's podcast about? It's about something um, that I have been dreading. Um, I have been trying not to think about or worry about or putting to the side. And a lot of you probably have been doing the same thing, no matter what your situation is. Um, and I've, this is not new. Um, I've been no contact three years and five months. This is not just that long. This concern of mine has been forever. Um, because my mom has always been sickly, but again, she lies about everything. So how sickly has she always been is up in the air. I don't really know. Um, so this is my concern. What do I do if my dad dies first and my mother is left behind and she cannot drive because she doesn't have a license and she doesn't speak English, although that's another iffy thing. She may very well speak at least more than I think. What do I do, right? And that is something that I'm sure a lot of you have thought about. What 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 do I do in that situation? And I'm in a little bit of a unique place because some of you have siblings. Um, you may not be the one who lives the closest to the narcissist. Um, and if you have siblings, that's something that, that maybe the burden can be put on someone else or you can share it. In my case, it's 100% on my shoulders because my mother has one kid as far as I know. Don't be surprised if I do an episode of a podcast where I say, I found out my mother has other kids. Um, Older than me, of course, and and, um, they just came out, you know, on my ancestry list. I have two half-siblings on my mother's side. Don't be surprised if that happens. Um, I hope it doesn't because I really don't want five siblings when I had zero my entire life. And I find out I had three brothers. I don't need any more. I'm good. Anyway, <laughs> off subject. 
um, my daughter was taken to see my parents at around Christmas time by my ex-husband who refuses to believe that my mother and my father are these, the people who they truly are. Um, and Emily came home and she was upset and crying because my dad told her that if he died first, she needed to take care of her grandmother. Of course, the first thing I did was tell my daughter, no, you don't. You worry about school. You worry about whatever else that worries you. You do not worry about your grandmother. I will take care of it. And that's, that put me in a bad position, but no way in hell is my daughter going to be the one responsible for my, my mother. No, she's not. But at the same time, if it comes to that, what am I going to do? I do not want to break the no contact. I don't want anything to do with her. I don't want to see her, talk to her. How do I solve this? So I got very anxious and I um, used my support group, right? I mentioned before I have my own support group. Um, you know, the therapist needs a therapist kind of situation. Um, I have my own support group and I, and I posted about it and I got one really good response because the woman is also an only child. So the, all of the responsibility was on her. Her dad did pass away first and she needed to figure out what to do with her mother, but she didn't want to have any contact with her either. So she just, uh, steered me in the correct, uh, place for my situation. I live in Florida. So there are no filial, if you ever come across that word, F-I-L-I-A-L, filial means you as the child are responsible for the parent, right? There are no filial laws in Florida. So I am not legally bound to take care of my mother. And at the same time, my own personal moral standard won't let me just know that she's dying in the house, right? I, I can't do that. And I have a child that I have to show no matter what, I'm not going to let someone die. But that doesn't mean I'm going to allow my mother to abuse me. That's not going to happen. So the solution to that problem for me is to, I, I found an agency, um, that's near here and I can contact them, let them know my situation. You know, I'm estranged. I don't want her to know it's me, but they provide meal services. They provide a lot of the things that I'm afraid. Like I don't want her to die because she doesn't have food and has no way to get it. Or she doesn't have clothing or she doesn't, you know, she'll, she has a roof over her head and that that's not going to change. But if it gets really bad where she needs a nurse or she needs to be in assisted living, this place will help me because you can't just call an assisted living facility and have them just go there. That costs like $10,000 a month or something, right? It's ridiculous. Um, I get why, but you know, to live in your own house, you don't get that, but they get services too. They have nurses and, and they have all this other stuff. 
Um, <clears throat> so what do we do? Um, so I, I, that, that was not an option. I can't just put her in a nursing home in Miami where her family is. And by the way, we live two and a half hours from Miami. We live on the other side of the penis of Florida. You know, Florida is a peninsula. Um, Miami's on the Atlantic ocean side. I live on the Gulf coast. Okay. So that's, that's the ocean I have is <laughs> the Gulf, Gulf of Mexico. Um, so I'm on that side. If you guys have heard of Naples and Tampa, I'm on that side. Um, so, and I don't live in Naples or Tampa just to let you know, but I'm on that side of, of the penis instead of the Daytona or, um, Fort Lauderdale. That's, that's the East coast. That's the Atlantic coast. Anyway, um, I thought always that I would just send her to assisted living in Miami where she could be around Cubans like her. Um, but that's probably not going to be very easy to do and it might take years. So in the meantime, what do I do? I can't let her just die. So that's what's going to happen. Um, the person I spoke to, she actually got a lawyer, but I, Getting a lawyer for me would be useless because I have zero information about my, my mother. I don't have a social security number. I don't know how much money they have. I don't know anything. I couldn't get involved even if I wanted to with a lawyer. Um, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be the health proxy. Um, and I don't know how to do that, but I have to figure that out because I don't want to be the health proxy either. Um, and I don't want Emily to be the health proxy. She needs to pick someone else. Someone else needs to be the health proxy. Um, and that's something that needs to be told to them, I guess, because they're the ones that choose that. Um, I'm not breaking no contact, but I might, I might have to send a very clear message to a flying monkey and saying she better help pick a health proxy that's not me or Emily because we're not doing it. All right. So anyhow. The next part of this is that's what I've chosen to do because I am not breaking no contact. I am not going to continue to be abused. I am not giving up my life to take care of someone who abused me on purpose. Okay. Now my hope is that my mother dies first. But we don't know. Women live longer. You know, my dad did have a small heart attack when I was like 19. Hopefully, still, I hope she dies first. Because if he dies first, this is my situation, right? I'm stuck with her and I have to do something. If he die, if she dies first, my dad can drive. My dad will be able to heal from the abuse and start to see things clearly. And I know of more than one person where that has happened, where they're the enabler and they're the narcissist dies and they get to see the truth. And maybe there's a chance that, you know, maybe I'm just being hopeful. I'm just human, but that he will realize that he does need to see his sons, that he needs to make amends with his daughter, 
And for all the things that he did to help my mother abuse me or to ignore it and leave me alone with her as much as much as he did. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for. Because that would be the best case scenario. And if she passes away first, she dies first, I'm done. I'm done with the family. Completely done. And I can try and, and, and live a better life knowing she's gone. It's it's over. It's done. Right? I've already grieved for the mother I wish I had. When she dies, there's no more grieving to be done. And I hope that's where some of you are at least. Alright, so I said I would talk about, or I, I said there's more to this and there is. What if that's not your situation, right? What if your standard of morality tells you that you must take care of your elderly parent, regardless of how mean and awful they are going to be to you? That's okay. My message here is no one, not society who expects it, Especially a Latin cultured background and other many cultures are the same. It's okay if you take care of them. Just you have to know that it's going to be very difficult. They're going to be extremely abusive. They, they, If they're sick, it's even, I mean, I can't even explain to you how mean they are. I mean, these are the people that end up in hospice with no visitors. It's these people. They've burned all of their bridges and they're alone. So expect it to be difficult. But always remember that whatever decision you make, if you decide to care for them at a distance but still more contact than me. Take care of them fully. Give up your life. You know, I know I'm making it sound negative, but it's it's the fact. You To take care of another person, you're giving up your life. You spend the day over there taking care of them or they live with you. That's going to destroy you. But if that's what you choose, that's that's your choice. If you choose to say, I don't care what happens... I don't even want to know when one of them dies. I don't want to be involved at all. That's okay too. Right? What other people think is none of your business. Other people's opinions about you is their opinion, not a fact. God, I'd never talk about religion as far as my beliefs. I'm not saying I don't believe there is a God. I just have a hard time believing that there's a God that punishes people for doing something wrong. Which if a lot of you are probably raised with that belief. That God will punish you. God is looking. God is, you know, he's, he's Santa Claus. You know, Santa Claus and God are very, very similar. It's a control method. I mean, parents use Santa to control their kids around Christmas. Well, they use God to control their kids every other time of the year. God is looking. God is watching. He does everything you do and he's going to punish you. But I am 46 years old and I have seen a lot of people that 
are awful people, terrible people, and they get rewarded for being terrible. I, my boss, every time I say that, I can picture my old principal at the middle school I worked at here, whom is a narcissist, and she became principal and had clout in the district. And now she works at the district. Um, and this was many years ago that I had the issue with her in 2012, but people get rewarded for being bad and people get punished for being good. That is not what we're taught about God. So it's not that I don't think there is a God. I just don't think that he's looking and smiting people. So that should not be a reason to do something you don't want to do. You do what you can live with. And that's as far as I, you know, I don't want contact, but I don't want my mother to die because no one is, is there's not one person that's making sure that she's getting fed. You know, that's ridiculous. I can't do that. I am not a murderer. That's how I see the situation. I'm not a murderer. So I'm not going to kill her. I'm not going to knowingly let her die. But that's my morality and that's where my guilt allows me. But whatever you choose is up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to your family. It's up to you what you do. I support whether you go full on taking care of them. The only thing I can say is I don't. I really can't help you as far as, you know, if, if you send me a personal message, my mom said this to me, how do I stop it? I get that. I've gotten that a lot and there's no way to stop a narcissist. You can only control your own behavior, right? So there's not much I can do to help you. I can support you in saying, I support what you're doing. That's good. That's what you decided. And that's great. And I can support the person who said, bye, see ya. Don't want to even know if you're sick. Don't want to know if you're dying. Don't want to know anything. That's also your choice. And that, and that is not anybody else's place to judge, right? It's not anybody else, uh, anybody else's place. And I know that part of the, doing certain things in life is because we're supposed to be rewarded with going to heaven as opposed to going to hell. But remember one thing, if there is a heaven and hell, our narcissistic parents have a ticket straight down when they die. Okay. And that proves that they don't believe in heaven and hell. That's a conversation I had with my husband. Um, He's like, your parents don't believe in that. If they did, they wouldn't be behaving the way they are. Of course, they also don't believe that they've done anything wrong. But um, they do know, right? I've posted that there's no need to argue with the narcissist and try to make them see the truth. Because they know the truth. They know it. They know what they've done. You don't have to tell them. They're going to deny it. No matter what you say, they know what they've done. There's no need to tell them. That's why no contact is the only way to protect yourself. 
because with them, it's a merry-go-round of lies and manipulation, and you're trying to correct something that they know they've done wrong. It's just, it's crazy. Why go through that, right? So I'm going to stop here. I hope that this helped you. I hope that I've given you permission to do whatever you feel is right, regardless of society, family, or anyone else. Therapist, it is your choice what you do. And you are allowed to think of yourself and your family first because your narcissist sure did, right? Remember that. So it is okay. And you do not feel guilty for your choice. Whether your choice is to completely take care of them or to completely not even know anything. That is your choice. All right, guys, I'm going to stop there and I love you very much. And I hope that this helped you a little. I know a lot of you probably have thought about this or are living it right now. Um, I would love for you guys to talk about this, um, on, on the, I'm going to, I'm going to try and remember to post maybe two days from now to tell me what you think And if you're in the situation, and if you're like me, where you're the only child, right? Because we're in a very specific FU situation, because we were the only child, or at least we were raised an only child, um, to let me know, you know, because I I think other people could could find help and and support in that, Um, So I love you and I send you my peace, my love, and most of all, my permission, the universe's permission, not mine. Who am I to give you permission? The universe is giving you permission to be and do whatever you need to do. All right, guys, I love you until next time.